Okay, so today we're going to finish the 11th parak. We've been uh, dragging along with Nikias for, uh, for a while, but uh, you know, we have uh, about 10 pages left, so we'll try and get through it. We'll finish the 11th parak. Um, basically, what we've been talking about, and if you remember, uh, that uh, the Ramchal gave different examples of Isurim and Midos, uh, where we have to kind of you know, take ourselves out of the picture, take ourselves out of the rationalization that every person is born with a netia, uh, a personal stake, uh, and you have to kind of like, you know, pull yourself out of all these potential uh, rationalizations. So here, the, the Ramchal is going to finish off with four, uh, just like we talked about halachos of, of arayos and stealing and, and theft and all the possible rationalizations that we can make. Um, so he's going to now talk about four character traits um, that's always going to finish off uh, the parak. If you're following with the with the text, so I'm on page 79. Um, I and on the uh, in the Feldheim. Uh, the bottom paragraph starts. He called Inya Nagaivas. The four the the four midos he's going to talk about uh, are gaiva, arrogance, right, kaas, anger, uh, kina, jealousy, and taiva. Uh, I don't even know how you translate taiva. Taiva is taiva, um, but we'll we'll get to those in order. And he starts with gaiva. And he says, bottom line, a gaiva about gaiva, someone who has has arrogance, is someone who's machshiv themselves, someone who makes themselves right the center of the world. That they themselves are the important ones, right? They they view their accomplishments as if something that they have accomplished, right? And, and and I don't mean accomplishments by things they have overcome. I mean like skills or things they've been blessed with. Like a person runs fast, or they're good at school, or they're good at chess or whatever. Like all of these things, as opposed to viewing them as gifts from Akash Baruch Hu, right? A person instead says that it's, it's me, it's all me, and I got uh, it's it, and therefore they lift themselves up in their own minds, right? Instead of realizing that Akash Baruch Hu deserves a praise for all the abilities they've been granted, right? They assume uh, that they're deserving the praise. Right, that's what, what the Ramchal quotes over here, right? Right, in his heart or her heart, right? They think that they d- deserve all the praise in the world, and this can come from many areas, right? That from uh, intelligence, beauty, uh, standing in the community, uh, wealth. It's, it's it's irrelevant what we're talking about over here. But the bottom line, if any if a person thinks that any of these good things in the world come from him or her, right? So he or she is in danger of falling into this trap. Uh, of Gaiva. And there's many, many symptoms, Ramchal writes, of uh, someone who's a Baal Gaiva, someone who's arrogant, and they all come this one root, come from this one root um, of, of thinking that you're the one who created and, and made all your success as opposed to the gifts that God gave you. For example, he gives a bunch of, he gives four, four examples, uh, three examples, right? Three and a half examples. There could be a person who thinks they're due a certain honor because of their you know, intelligence, beauty, etc. And they decide that they should behave in a manner that indicates their high nature and their high status and their high stature in the world. Like if you ever read and watch like fantasy novels or whatever, or fantasy shows on, on Netflix. So you have these lords and ladies and high-class individuals, right? They walk with, and they eat and they carry themselves differently. They decide, the Ramchal writes, that this person decides that people should wait for them, right? They only recline instead of sitting. They stand instead of, uh, of you know, they stand slowly. They move dramatically, right? Uh, uh, you know, and they basically they speak in this like weird manner. Ba- basically, they kind of carry themselves as if you know life is is moving fast paced, and they're just kind of slow, painstaking, thinking about everything. Right, the Ramchal is beautiful imagery. He writes, "The person moves as if they're made of lead, and their bones are made of stone." Right? Again, so that's that's one type of person who just kind of like carries themselves as if like they they're too important for any bother to hurry for anybody else. There's another type of person who's so arrogant that they feel like they should always be upset. 
right? That this is not done. I, I definitely can think of people like this. That this is not being done correctly. That one's not. That's not being done correctly. Uh, he yells and screams and, or gets upset about this or that. And the other thing, right? No one should, you know, should have the chutzpah to chas v'shalom do something incorrectly, right? Uh, and ever, if anybody ever yells back at them, they yell back and in anger and frustration. It all comes to a place of gaiva that they think that the world should be as is. Uh, and they should be affected, and people should do things like they want to do. Another person who is arrogant decides they don't need to change their actions or clothing or mannerisms or whatever, and they behave, they, they almost like amp up the modesty because they pretend right in their head, and definitely, I've definitely done this in the past uh, when I was younger and even when I'm older, that you want to pretend like you're so modest, right? You don't need the honor. You don't need the kavod, right? A person's like, no, I don't, I don't need that aliyah, or I don't want that honor, or I don't want to be you know, valedictorian or whatever. But really, deep down inside, you do. You want it very much, right? You want people to treat you like a prince or a princess, right? Uh, there's a joke, my Rebbe told a joke about a Hasidic Rebbe who once fell asleep, and the Talmudim were talking about all his nisim and the flows and whatever, and the Rebbe opened one eye and said, but what about my humility? What about my anavas? Okay, so that, that person, that's a, it's, a, it's a joke, but like that's, that type of person wants to be recognized for their running away from kavod. Right? And they'll reject all these type of honors. They'll be honored at a shul dinner and he'll say, no, no, it's not for me. And some people do that honestly. And some people do that because they want to be like, oh, look how humble this guy is. Right? And, this, and this, they'll be like, oh, no one is humble as I am. All of that is manifestations of gava. Right? That the, the humility or whatever they're hiding is all skin deep. Right? There's going to be some point eventually when the mask is ripped off. Right, like uh, Ramchal gives an example of like a, a a house that is full of straw, and all of a sudden the straw starts. Right, it looks like a fancy house, looks like a mansion, but it's only got straw in it, and it's packed to the gills. The straw starts seeping out. People can see it has nothing fancy inside of it at all. Right, just like the Rebbe who says, "Oh, uh, what about my anava? What about my humility?" Right, you see who uh, who he really is. Um, okay, again, that was a good, like I said, a quick kind of run through. Um, so I'm, on, I've, I've, I'm now I'm on page 82, if you're following along in the text, uh, at the top over there. So Vimtu he sees, Geimachayirim, you have a, a fourth example. Other people are arrogant that it only manifests inside, uh, just to paraphrase. Right? The, their actions are not yet affected by their thoughts. I mean, this is obviously a, a great, quote-unquote, a greater level or a better level of arrogance, that they're arrogant on the inside. They have not yet affected uh, you know themselves, but they consider them. I Many their actions are are okay, but they consider themselves to be, let's say, a, a great talmichacham or a great professor or a great student or whatever. So they won't listen to anybody else, right? Or a great worker or a great accountant, or whatever, a great lawyer, right? So they think that they know everything, and they don't feel like they don't have to listen to ever, anyone. They don't feel like anyone has anything to teach them, right? If anyone disagrees. Right, so then they just get they just disregard them, right? Even if they're their superiors or their teachers or the Rishonim, Achronim, the Gemara, right? And certainly not the you know the Rebbeim or the Shul Rabbi or whatever. And that's a lot of people nowadays. Says Ramchal, right? A lot of people feel like this. Uh, a lot of people have that type of arrogance, and I, you know, definitely we see in, in the realm of uh, you know the world of uh, social media and the internet and stuff like that. People posting their opinions. Nobody wants to talk to each other. They just want to shout what they think. No one wants to hear their, hear the other side. So either these are all types of gaiva. This is another type of arrogance, right? All these people uh, uh, push the chacham. He said the Ramchal says meshiva chachamim achor v'daytem miskelas. They push the chachamim away. 
right? And therefore their minds are stunted, their brains, their intelligence are stunted because to learn from people, you need other people, right? You can't just, if you're sitting in a mountaintop and, and not, you know, you could learn a little bit, but people, human beings really learn when they, they're around, surrounded by other people. Uh, and these people think they know everything, so they're unwilling to learn from other people. So even if they're naturally intelligent, so then it's all wasted. And he says that that's what it, the Pesach says in Mishlein, right? Tohavas Hashem kol gavalev, right? HaKosh Baruch Hu, right? Does not like, hates someone. It's a toeva. It's disgusting, right? HaKosh Baruch Hu, right? We save the word toeva for a select few halachos in the Torah, right? It's, it's a toeva for someone who is arrogant, right? Uh, and, you know, and that's the Rambam Chal writes that al-kulam nemar, all, all of these, and all of these types of examples, any type of the arrogance that we just described, right? HaKosh Baruch Hu uh, feels like, uh, it's a it's it's a toeva. It's disgusting. And again, if you look at the beginning of the Ramchal uh, at the of the Geras Ramban, uh, if you've ever read the Geras Ramban, so that's basically what the, Ram, the Ramban talks about at the beginning. He says, you know, make sure you get rid of uh, gaiva. Right? You'll, you try to be humble. Uh, and he says, beautiful lashon. Um, he says, uh, just to find this, um, where is it? Someone who is prideful, just to read the English, because it's easier. Someone who is prideful against in his heart rebels against the sovereignty of heaven, for he glorifies Hashem in God's own. He glorifies himself in God's own robes. Again, a person is taking the gifts that Kodesh Baruch Hu gave him and making them, making him himself arrogant with it. For what should a man be prideful for? If he's wealthy, Hashem gives wealth. If it's honor, Hashem has the honor. Right, if he takes wisdom, Rakosh Baruch can remove that in a second. Right, people are intelligent today, and Rahman al they have an illness, and they're not intelligent tomorrow. Right, so don't be arrogant with all the gifts that Rakosh Baruch uh, gives you, and that's Pasha's the Pshat and the Pazuk, right? That, but that Hashem thinks it's a toeva, it's disgusting if a person is arrogant, because Hashem says, hey, I gave you all this stuff, right, to, to be Matzliach in life, and you're taking it and, and turning it around on me. Um, and the, the Mida of Nikias, of again, taking yourself out of the equation, right, that's that we'll be talking about, right, is, is relevant for arrogance, uh, because people have to realize once you pull yourself out of the situation, so you realize that arrogance is just a self-inflicted blindness. Right? A person doesn't realize their own lackings and their own failings. Uh, and if you don't realize what, what the reality, that if you don't realize what's broken, you can't fix it. Right? So when you can pull yourself out and look at the situation from a third party, right, so you can understand the truth and realize how silly it is for a person to have this type of arrogance, you'd run away uh, from it a, as fast as possible. Okay, the last paragraph on page 82 now switches gears and talks about cost, talks about anger. So again, also, just so we had four examples of... of uh, of, uh, of Gaiva, so we are going to have four levels of anger. Um, first, the, the Ramchal quotes Gemara and Shabbos, or someone who gets angry is as if someone worships a Vodazara, um, and uh, an angry person, basically, an angry person loses their das, loses their ability to think. Uh, Ruth Miller, again, I already quoted the Yushami that says that we have Havdalah, right? We say, we when you daven Marev on Saturday night, on Motsi Shabbos, we say Havdalah in the bracha of Chonin Hadas. In the first bracha, right, the bracha that we daven to give Hashem, that Hashem should give us das, because we can't differentiate between good and evil, kodesh and chol, etc., right, without das, without without uh, our brains, right. So if a person loses their minds, literally, like an angry person does, so you can't differentiate between a kodesh baruch and an avodah zara. He's like a behema, right. He's like, you've, you, that person has lost their tzelam elokim. 
Right, a fascinating line of the Ramchal. The Ramchal writes that a person could destroy the world. An angry person could destroy the world if they had uh, the opportunity. He, uh, he quotes a pasuk in, in Eov. That's basically the, 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 the pasuk says. And you know, it seemed to be like exaggeration up until you know we now have nuclear codes and nuclear buttons. And a dude gets angry and pushes a nuclear code. And he starts destroying the world. It's literally, it's literally possible. No, but you don't think straight when a person gets angry. You're like, you're like a, there's no seicha whatsoever. So that's the worst kind. That's level number one, or I don't know, level one, maybe level four, whatever it is, whichever direction. That's the worst kind kind of, of angry person. That's someone who just, you know, like serial abusers or serial angry people. They're always, always angry. Second level, it goes over here. It says there are others. There are some people who don't get upset over everything, but if they do get upset, so then watch out, right? So they, they meaning they see red, right? Then they go psycho, but that's only once in a while. Right, they have the same lack of control as the guy who gets angry all the time. Right, and many things they right, it says Ramchal, you can't fix a lot of the things that they do when they're angry. Uh, so that's the second level. And then, right, the third level, he says there are angry people who don't get angry often, uh, and when they get angry, it's restrained. Right, and they happen not that they don't lose their minds. Right, this person already again, we're getting to a point where this person has a level of control. Right, their anger is controlled, but it festers, and this is probably I would imagine the, I would argue the most common. Uh, for most of us, right, we get angry sometimes, and then we calm down, and we kind of get rid of the anger or whatever, but it kind of festers in the back of our head, right? We control our das, right? Hopefully, we're not, like, you know, breaking stuff, uh, but you hold on to that anger, uh, and it almost, like, sits inside of us, and, and we wait till we eventually express it, right? And again, now, this is still us, or says the Ramchal. This, is, this person has not yet gotten to Nikias. He's still struggling with Zahirus, which try to trying to get rid of this this feeling because that person will eventually harbor a grudge or you have an, a, a layer of anger still within uh, within the person. But again, we said the positive says, Lo si lo si tor, don't take revenge and don't hold a grudge. So that person not, may not be taking revenge, right? He may, he's not like the first two levels, but he's not violating lo si com, but he is violating lo si tor, right? They will hold the grudge and then eventually that will come out. So that's level number three. And finally, getting to the world of, of Nikias, right? He says there's someone who is slow to anger, uh, and that anger doesn't destroy, it's just a small anger, uh, and it flares for a moment, then it disappears. Uh, still, that person is slightly lacking, in, in the language of, uh, of the Balatanya, uh, so that is, a tzaddik is someone who doesn't have the anger enter them, and a benoni, right, someone who's, he calls it a benoni, but someone on this level, right, has the anger enter, and then that person is successful in getting rid of the anger. Right, and again, he says, Halavai, we should be on that level, right? Halavai, we should all be called a Benoni. This is what Chazal said in Perkei Avos, Kashelechos, Venoach Lertzos. Right, it's difficult to get anger, and it's, for, for this person, anger is difficult to enter into him, but even when it does, Noach Lertzos, right, it's, uh, it's, um, it's easy to kind of appease. Um, so Halavai, we should be on this, on this level, and the Ramchal actually writes this. Right, he, he writes that, Hinei Zechilek Tov Vadai. Right. Sure enough, this is this is a very high level. Right. Don't get me wrong. Again, Ramchal very often likes to taper uh, expectations because even though he's talking on, on a high level, right? Again, for sure, this person right has to be praised. Right. If a person, this is a person who's climbed the ladder. They've started. They've they've done very well in the Mesilas Yisharim on the path of the just. Because again, he says over here, to be angry is to be natural. Right. It's human nature. Right. We all don't want to you know, be involved with angry people. All of us, to a certain extent, get angry, right? So the, the amount that you can control the anger right, certainly is, uh, is this level, and they've overcome their, nat their natural instinct to a certain extent. Um, 
And the Ramchal writes that Akash Baruch Hu is total Eretz Alblima for these people, the Gemar Nechulin. Akash Baruch Hu sustains the world for these types of people who are able to overcome uh, their anger. Someone, specifically, he says over here, Bishas Mariva, in the time of an argument, who's someone who is able to hold themselves back during the time of an, uh, of an argument. But, as the Ramchal writes, Amnam, this is not yet the level of Nikios. Right? Nikios, as we've been talking about, that would tell me that someone doesn't even get angry. Right, again, like Hill, he quotes an example of Hill Lazakin. Right, he wouldn't be angry about anything. Uh, they have, uh, my kids listen to like uh, these kind of CDs and tapes and stuff like that. So they tell a story about, about how Hill Lazakin used to have this guy, the Gemara says already, it's a story in the Gemara. Someone came to Hill Lazakin on Arab Shabbos, like a few minutes, a few hours before Shabbos, who's in the bathhouse and asked him all types of ridiculously stupid questions. And Hill Lazakin was patient with him and he answered this question and that question. And finally, the guy got frustrated and he said, You just cost me 400 zoos. So Hill said, What do you mean? He said, yeah, I made a bet that I could get you angry. I asked you all these type of stupid questions. So Hill obviously said, it's better for you to lose the 400 zoos that I should get angry. So Hill didn't have any anger in him whatsoever. That's the level of Nikias. Okay, but that's, that's a tremendous, tremendous level. Um, but again, you know, we're talking about for us, right? We're talking about rationalization. Uh, in this arena. So while most of us are, I would argue, on the third level, where we get angry sometimes, then we're able to defeat the anger, uh, sometimes we rationalize, says the Ramchal, that we should be angry. Right? Sometimes it comes up by divrei mitzvah, he says. Right? But let's say by education, or chinuch, or uh, if you're a teacher, or a parent, right? a person says, I have to be angry to teach this person, or this student, or this child the right path. So that so the Ramchal says, not exactly. That that's a rationalization. What the proper thing to do is something called kasapanim, is to show angry anger, but not really feel anger. Right? That's the way to discipline a student or a child or whatever, uh, and without harming the parent or the teacher on the inside. Right? Musr, giving musr and rebuke. Right? You have to give that in a way that doesn't harm yourself. Right? It's crucial to rebuke in a way that will impact the child or the student, but don't leave yourself scarred. So that's what Ramchal says. Uh, finally, he finishes off the, the, the discussion of anger uh, with the Gemara uh, in Erevin. He says, in three things, right, you can tell the true nature of a person in three things. And the Gemara says, I don't know if you guys have heard this Gemara, you might have, right, with his koso, with his cup, how he drinks, what, how he is when he drinks, bikiso, with his purse, right, how he spends his money, uvikaso, and what happens when he gets angry? So Rav Miller, my Rebbe used to, he, not used to, he said that uh, that parallels Vavta Hashem Alakecha, that first pasuk in Kriyashma. We have to love Akash Baruch Hu, V'chol Avavcha, V'chol Nafsha, V'chol Meodecha. Right, and all of your heart, and all of your soul, and all of your money. As he said, Maodo, right, again, your, your money, obviously that's Kiso, that's his wallet. Nafsho is, is the coast, is how he drinks. And Lavavo, right, and his heart is, is his anger. Right, again, you can see the core, the core of a person's personality, right, through, through those three things, right, whether it's through his taivos, through how material he is, uh, and uh, when he gets angry, right, and you could really tell the, the, the core of his personality. In Yeshiva, we used to add one more. We used to add Kaduro with, his, with his, the way he plays ball. Now, you can see that very often the guys in the base marriage, right, all of a sudden gets on the basketball court and starts cursing and yelling at teammates. And you can really see the guy's really true personality when he plays ball. But okay, fine. Um, but I would just mention that that is a, a crucial Gemara to keep in mind uh, for Shiduchim. That if you're looking to discern a person's true nature, um, so uh, unfortunately, guys can be kind of nice and kind of hold things back 
right? Through a couple of dates or whatever. Uh, but definitely, I would, you don't have to tell them you're doing this, but definitely check out, right? Have in the back of your mind, Koso, Kiso, and Kaso. You're probably not going to see him drunk, so that's fine. But for sure, Kiso, how he spends his money, and that he'll probably tell you because, you know, you can talk a lot. And certainly Kaso, right, if you can see how he acts when he gets angry, does it come down quickly because everybody gets angry and frustrated. So it can, that will, those two things will go a very long way in determining whether, uh, you know, what he's, he's actually a great guy or if he's maybe putting on a little bit of a front. Okay, switching gears here because this is not a, not a shidduch uh, discussion. Although we can do that also. Um, kina, jealousy, the next midah that the Ramchal talks about. He says if anger is, an, is a manifestation of arrogance, uh, you know, type of blindness, a guy goes crazy. So jealousy also, right? Jealousy is the same, right? But it doesn't come from arrogance. He says it just makes no sense, right? It's just a, a thing that a Gosh Baruch put in our brains to kind of test us. Again, being jealous is, it's just simple foolishness and lack of understanding and awareness because, because a jealous person doesn't do, nothing happens. It's all internal. You're not causing someone else to lose and you don't gain anything yourself, right? It's entirely happening inside your head, right? You're just burning yourself inside. Right? So it just, it just makes no sense. Uh, and says there, and we all know this to be true, there are people who self-destruct so much that they see people who are successful and they get depressed over it to the point where they no longer enjoy their own successes. Right? Uh, you could, a person could be, uh, you know, I don't know, a movie star, novelist, what, a teacher, whatever it is, professor, whatever it is, and you could have many accolades to your name. But if a person is jealous and they look at someone else, and that person has you know three, four, five more, so what's it worth to him? That's a terrible attitude. That's sad. That's as you know, as we know, Puzzik says in the Megillah, Haman was the wealthiest, second in command, powerful, and the Puzzik says he said to his wife, Vicholze and Enoshaveli, none of this is worth it. While I see Mordechai sitting by the gate, not getting up for him, right? He, that was he was. I guess he was not, not only jealous, but that was his midah. Nothing is worth it, right? You have by Korach also. Korach was filthy rich, a member. Of, it was a, a levy, and yet he still rebelled against Moshe because he wanted to be the nasi. So that is that is the the disaster of jealousy. He says a step up of this, right? Again, the second level, right? Is someone who can still enjoy their own successes, but they get upset by others' success. Meaning that a person can still enjoy their own wealth, but they're jealous that the guy next to me uh, or the girl next to the woman next to us is, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, right? Jealous of someone else's salary, spouse, social standing, job, whatever, right? They're not, they're, 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 they're not jealous. Meaning this person has some jealousy. Meaning they're not going to be jealous if that person was a close friend of theirs or family, so they wouldn't be jealous. Says Ramchal, this is most people. That most people have a limited jealousy. That for people they're close to. Right, they're very happy for them to be very successful. Right? No, no one gets upset. I would imagine Many, most people don't get upset when their brother or sister uh, gets a great job at a law firm, medical office, whatever, accounting, whatever. But if you were in a class with a classmate and they got that same job, so you probably might be pretty upset. And that, that's that's what Ramchal points out that if a person would just realize that Kol Raven Zalaza, right, and Vafter Lecha Kamocha there is a paradigm here for curbing jealousy, right? If family and people that we love and friends would be successful, we wouldn't be jealous of them. So that's a model that you can build and kind of learn and try and teach yourself not to be jealous uh, of other people. Now, in Ekonomi, it's very hard, whatever realm you're in, uh, getting a job and school and shiduchim for sure. But again, what, think about what we're talking about over here. 
We're talking about rationalization, getting out of the rationalization, pulling yourself out and to look at this situation from a third party. So pretend this for, think about it for a second. A person, let's say, let's say Shiduchim, because we brought it up. A person's in Shiduchim, and this person getting engaged, that person getting engaged, and you wanted to go out with that guy, and you want to go out with that girl, etc. So a person's very jealous, very, very, very involved. But once, let's say now, let's say you get married. Let's say you get whatever you were looking for. And now you're done. You're out of that realm. You pull yourself out of it. The jealousy is gone. Right? The jealousy is gone. You've already finished. You're not involved. So that's what we're talking about over here. That's Nikias. Nikias is pulling yourself out and viewing the situation from a third party. If you'd realize that if you're not involved inherently in the situation, you can look at it objectively. So then your reaction will be different. That's what we're talking about. To take yourself out of the situation. And the trick is, it's obviously much more difficult, right? To take yourself out of the situation while you're still in a situation, right? While you're still involved. Obviously, that's the difficult part. But it is possible because it happens naturally when a person is done when you've graduated college and you've gotten a job and you don't see your classmates anymore or even if you hear about it your classmate success 10 years later you're on linkedin and uh, you see someone got a job great it's no big deal you're not you're happy for them right you're not you're not in the parsha you have already a great job so the same thing idea that you should try and when you're involved or try and be able to to pull yourself out of it and in quotes the ramban over here the ramchal quotes the ramban that the key of after the kamocha is to share uh, what you have and be happy with the knowledge that you have. Uh, and because, again, the same idea that someone else who has the same knowledge as you doesn't take away your knowledge. And the same thing with money, right? If you really, says the Ramchal, it's not only knowledge, right? Knowledge is easy because we can understand it, right? A person, you tell someone else, uh, give them a good stock tip. That doesn't impact, well, maybe it does. I don't know anything about finance. But let's just pretend that may, that doesn't impact your stock, right? You can have the same stock tip. You can both make money, mazel tov. Right? Knowledge and, and intelligence and, and, and what not intelligence, but knowledge, when you share knowledge, right, someone else knowing the same thing doesn't impact your knowledge. And says Ramchal, it's the same thing with money, with Parnasa, right? You have to realize that a Kosh Baruchu gives everybody what they need. Right? It says Ramchal, the reason jealousy is a lack of understanding and awareness is because if a person truly believed what the Gemara says in Yuma, Right? That a person does not impact what is prepared for his friend, even a hair's breadth. That would eliminate jealousy completely. That, and again, we talked about this earlier, but Akash Baruch Hu gives everyone what they need. Right? No one is taking something that belongs to other people. Right? Even if it appears like that, that you were about to get this job and someone else snatched it out from underneath you, okay, so Hashem didn't want you to get the job. Or something happened and a coach Baruch decided on a different life path for you. Right? If a person would truly internalize this Gemara, there would be no jealousy whatsoever. Right? What is there to be jealous of? A coach Baruch is giving you whatever you need. A Whatever God does is, is for the best. So, and that, that's what the, what the lack of information here is, by, is, is in jealousy. Um, and he quotes a couple other things over here. Okay, I want to get to the end by, uh, before, you know, before it's too late. Um, okay, right, we daven that uh, jealousy should disappear in the future uh, for B'nai Israel to have peace not only from other nations but within our own nation that we shouldn't be jealous of each other. Uh, he talks about angels, that angels don't have jealousy because everybody knows their place. The Seraphim are here and the Ophanim are here, right, and, and this angel has that job and that angel has that job, right? So, again, so we, uh, you know, so we, we should try, we don't always try to be like angels, but we, we should try definitely uh, and emulate. Uh, angels in this regard. Uh, I always like to use the mushal when we just had Baruch Hashem. We just started football. The NFL started yesterday. So 
I used to love to give the great marshal that a person to be jealous, the, the offensive lineman doesn't dream of being the kicker. Right? The kicker is not jealous of the center. Right? The linebacker is not jealous of the quarterback. Right? They can't do these things. They're not physically gifted in that way. They're physically gifted in other ways. It's it would be hilarious for the kicker to want to be the offensive lineman. Right? If, if, if for whatever reason they do have that dream, they quickly realize it's ridiculous. Right? So everybody needs to do their job, and that's the chorah, the, the mushal over here, that everybody has to kind of stick in their, in their lane, and Coach Barco gives whatever gifts. Right? You could wish that you were you know, 6'6", 350 pounds, and move like you're a, ba a, a ballet dancer, but you're not. So you know, that, that obviously dissipates a second after you realize that you're being an idiot. So that's how we should view our jealousy. If a person you know, feels themselves getting jealous, you should realize, listen, this is not destined for me. And Coach Barkley's got my back, and this is what I'm, I'm destined for. And, and uh, you know, once you have that mindset of that Kamara and Yuma, so then a jealousy falls away. Okay, Taiva, moving on to Taiva over here. So Taiva is the sister Mida uh, of jealousy because it also uh, plays on uh, the, a person from the inside. If you're following along the text, I'm, I'm on page uh, Pavov on 86. That, and he says, uh, this middle paragraph, The sister of jealousy is desire and taiva, uh, because again, it, it's totally internal. Um, and it is the nature of humans to be jealous, and it's also the nature of humans uh, to have taiva and desires. Obviously, we're in a physical world, that Kosh Prabhupada put us in there. Um, but it's also, it also makes no sense. Uh, because the nature of humans is never to be satisfied physically. Right? It says in Koelis Rabbah, right? No one dies with even half their desires fulfilled. Uh, a person who wants 100, uh, who has 100, wants 200. A person who has 200, wants 400. A person who feeds their desires only grows hungrier. And that's true of uh, Taiva. It's true of any addiction, right? If you study any addiction, drugs, you know, other types of stuff. Uh, it, all that stuff is, is true. Obviously, I'm not talking about when you're physically addicted. I meant just like mentally. Um, and that's, that's if you starve the addiction, then you start to feel better. And, and Taiva here, he says, yeah, there are two types of Taiva, two types of, of desire. Uh, and he says, one, he, he calls money, but really that's the desire for physical pleasure. Right? And the other one, he calls the desire for honor and status, like, like Korach. Like Korach was filthy rich, but it wasn't honor. It wasn't enough honor for him. Right? And both of them are terrible, and they eat up a person from inside. Right? He starts off with money. Right? He says that's the keeping up with the Joneses. Right? That uh, tur turns a person's ishtadlus for Parnassah uh, into the ichor, into his, his or her entire life. Uh, that uh, you know, a person becomes a workaholic, not because they love to work, but because they're obsessed with money, and they need money. And when you have money, you have to keep the money. Uh, and that's uh, and as Rav Miller called it, that's that's giving yourself a life sentence, right? because a person will never want to retire, never want to stop. Uh, always quotes a pasuk in Mishlei. Oiv, oh, it's Kohelas. I'm sorry. Oiv kasef lo yizba kasef. A person who loves money will never be satisfied in money. Uh, and the Ramchal writes right, very apropos that it's like putting a person in jail. It's like you're chaining your per yourself. Uh, if you're a person who is obsessed with money, no time for family, friends, to enjoy the money that they have because you're always trying to make more money. Right? And, uh, and he says over here, right? that avoda, the, the, the effort of working and obsessing over money removes a person from the true avoda. Right? We're in a world of purpose uh, and that purpose is to be an Eved Hashem. But when you're running after money, you have no idea what that purpose is, and you have no time to think about what that purpose is because you're always busy. Right? You have this meeting, that meeting, 15-hour days, 16-hour days, 
and you're running after something that doesn't have any lasting value. Right, again, he says, Ramchal gives an example. Think about how many times a person loses a tefillah, i.e. they leave shul early, or they miss out on a mitzvah uh, because of all the focus and mindset on making money. Got to get to work on time. Got to get this. Got to get that. And sure, certainly, he says, uh, Talmud Torah, a person doesn't learn to, enough Torah. Right? Obviously, he says, a person has to work a million percent, but it doesn't have to be your entire life. Uh, Miller pointed out the Chayyadim had a business, the Chavetz Chaim had a business, but you don't go overboard, right? As it says in Avos, right? It says, Lo Kol Hamarbe Benachasim, where is that? Beschora, the last line. Lo Kol Hamarbe Beschora Mechakim, Machkim, a person who you know excessively uh, does business is not going to become wise, not going to be able to become a Tamachacham, he doesn't become smart, even though you might think that you're becoming smart in business, but you're not going to have time for true uh, true wisdom. Uh, he says, Mar Benechos and Mar Benechos, again, that's a Perkyavos, that uh, someone who has more property has more worries, uh, and this is what we're talking about, that uh, a person uh, just uh, spends too much time focusing on that, just like we had before. Don't spend, don't have extra speech with a woman that's not, not mutter to you. So you have the same thing over here by parnasa, mar, by, by money, by monetary possessions. Mar you have too much. Right? Yeah, and this is not necessarily a, 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 phys, um, a numbers thing, but it's a mindset shift. And that is a person... Uh, who is t- always thinking about talking to women, so it leads to Arayo. So a person who's always thinking about uh, making more money, right, well, again, will lead a person down a path of ruin, and you'll always think about that, and you won't think about anything else. Um, and and uh, the Ramchal says, even more than that, it'll put a person into danger. Uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you're working in diamonds, so you may go to, you know, I don't know, if you, this is a ridiculous example, but you may go to Africa to find, get diamonds, and maybe it's dangerous there, or you come home with the diamonds, and then the mafia gets you in New York City, or the IRS gets you, the person is always worried that someone's coming after him and his money, right, even if you're tremendously successful, right? again, Marvin Nechassim, Marvin Daigos, right, if you have more stuff, you have more things to worry about, uh, and then we're not even talking about all the surim that come, come about, Right, the person uh, cutting corners. Right, and we talked about you know earlier in the parak. We talked about theft, uh, rationalization, uh, different leniencies to quote unquote make on a parnasa, but really, right, uh, unfortunately, they're really violating halacha. But says Ramchal, even more than that, even worse than that, uh, fascinatingly enough, is the 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 taiva, the desire for kavod, for honor, because the desires we've been talking about are external. Right, money is something that you act on. So that's outside of yourself. But kavod, a desire for kavod, that's much harder. That's, that's internal. That's your self-image. Uh, and that's what the Ramchal writes. Kavod hu adochik. Right? Honor is the driving force. This is what pushes. Right? That's, that, that's what pushes, pu- pushes a person forward. That's what moves a person. Right? The keeping of the Joneses, it's really internal. Right? They get a new car, you need a new car. Their bar mitzvah is lavish, so your bar mitzvah has to be lavish. It's an internal thing. That's what per- drives a person's actions. Right? That's why it's a sister to jealousy. Right? It all comes from self-image and how you view yourself and how you compare yourself to others. You can't stand that someone else makes a little bit more money than you or sits a little closer to the rabbi in shul or, I don't know, has this title or that title. Um, and Ramchal lists, again, just to, I don't want to go through all of them, but he lists a bunch of people uh, who failed this test and failed, failed in life because of, because of Kavod. The first one he quotes, fascinatingly enough, is Yeravam. Yeravam was, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% holding in my Tanakh, but Yeravam was the first Melech Yisrael. That Rechavam, who was Shlomo's son, right, was, uh, was not as firm as he should have been. Akash Baruch who stripped the ten tribes from him and gave Yeravam, right, he was king of the ten tribes. But Yeravam, 
set up an Egel uh, in Dan, uh, because if he went, if Bnei Israel went to be all the Regel, they would see Rechavam sitting in the Beis Hamikdash, and Beis Hamikdash only Malchus Beis David was allowed were allowed to sit. Everybody else had to stand, so everybody would see Rechavam, who was the king of Yehuda, sitting in the Beis Hamikdash. Yeravam would have to stand, and everybody would, uh, you know, Yeravam would lose his kingdom. Right, so he set it up an alternate Avodah Zara. Like think about it, He set it up an Avodah Zara for somewhere else for Bnei Israel to go in the Shlosh Regal. The Gemara Sanhedrin quotes the Gemara Sanhedrin that says fascinating that Yeravam was actually pretty big tzaddik. And Akash Baruch Hu said, Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Akash Baruch Hu grabbed him from the shirt and he said, listen, he grabbed him by the shirt and said, take down the ego, do tshuva, and me, you, and, and Ben Yishai, I mean, and David HaMelech, will walk together in Gan Eden. Can you imagine? That's serious offer. So you know what Yeravim said to him? Says the Gemara, who's walking first? Can you imagine? Ridiculous. Mi Barosh. So Hashem, obviously, he's not going to lie. He's epitome of MS, right? Chos Moshe Lakosh Baruch MS. He's sealed his MS. So he's like, uh, David. David's first. So Yeravim said, no thanks. That's serious gaiva. That's serious gaiva. So that's a, clearly Yeravim's motive was all uh, was all gaiva. Another, again, you get an example of Korach. Uh, gives an example of the Miraglim. Fascinatingly enough, we usually assume that the Miraglim were afraid of going into Eretz Yisrael, but the Ramchal quotes the Zohar. Uh, I'm not holding the Mishra Sharim as well as I should be, but my Rebbe said that this is the only place where Ramchal quotes the Zohar, even though he was a, a very much into Torah Sassod. Uh, okay, quotes the Zohar and says that no, the, that the, the Miraglim were afraid they would no longer be Nisiyan, that they it would be like new elections, and they wouldn't be uh, in charge anymore. So they were afraid for their own kavod. Okay, gives another example of Shaul Amelech, uh, Yoav who killed Amasa. Right, kill a Shaldavar. Bottom line, the desire for kavod uh, drives a person more than uh, anything in the world. That's what he says. That's his phrase. Right, kavod who dochek as leva adam yoter mikol chukos rechamudu shiv olam. Right, kavod is the driving force. Without this, without kavod, people will be happy to eat whatever, wear whatever, live wherever. Right, instead of uh, these mansions that people build where they never go into half the rooms that they own, you'd have a functional home. You'd be able to give more tzedakah. Right, you, 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 you people would live within their means. Parnasa would be easier because they don't need as much money right, to keep up with everybody. But since a person can't deal with seeing themselves in a quote-unquote lower position than other families, so that they work themselves uh, to death. Uh, he, right, he quotes uh, in Perkyavos again, Akinav, Atayav, Akavod, Motzinas, Adam, and Olam. Right, a lot of the some of the midos that we quoted right now. These things remove a person from this world. Right, Chazal give us advice in Perkyavos: Don't look for greatness. Don't desire honor. So many people like wonder what other people say about them. Right, to the point where they says Ramchal, they'll go get sdaka instead of working a job that they think is beneath them. Right, a person will get a job opportunity and be like, not enough, or not enough kavod. Right, a person doesn't want to be a cashier, doesn't have a job, doesn't want to be a cashier. So they'll take tzedakah instead. Says Ramchal, Ramchal goes off. And he says, Is there anything more stupid, anything dumber than this? Right, you turn down a healthy wage because the work is, isn't like befitting of, of your, 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 your self-made station. Right, you, you would rather be unemployed, which leads to all sorts of terrible, terrible things we talked about before. When a person is idle, theft, immorality, stagnation, right? And all this is just in their head. Just if a person would take a decent job, right? Just to keep themselves afloat. And Chazal taught us to appreciate work and forget about status. And he quotes also, in Pergiavos, right? Love, Ehovah uh, Samalacha, right? Love, love the work, right? A person needs to work. A person needs to be busy, 
right? and, and hate being in charge of things, meaning that's a level of position of honor. Right? Run away from kavod and work a simple wage. Right? A person should you know, be ready to just cut meat in the marketplace. Don't worry about kavod. Uh, you know, quotes in Gemara and Basra as well. Okay, just to keep on moving a little bit. Kalal Hadvarim, right? the bottom line, right? running after kavod is one of the biggest pitfalls that a person can have in their life. Right? A person cannot be, says Ramchal, a person, you can't be an Eved Hashem if you're an Eved Atzmo. Right? If, you're, if you serve yourself, if you're thinking about your own kavod, so that per, there's only room for one on center stage. Right? There's only one leading lady, one leading man right, in a movie. Right? It's either you or a Kosh Baruch Right? Rav Miller quoted uh, the Baal Shem's pretty well-known word. We've mentioned it before. Moshe says to Bnei Yisrael in Parshish Tevarim, uh, or I think of Aschanan. He's recapping Mayan Arsini, and he says, Moshe says, I was standing between you and Am Yisrael, but Baal Shem Tov says, the Anochi, Anochi, it's I, the, 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 the guy, um, the, what's it called, the honor, the cover that a person has, the self, the, the inflated sense of self. That stands between you and Akash Baruch Hu. Right? True honor belongs to Akash Baruch Hu and the Torah. Right? All other honor is false. It's just in a person's head. Right? It's here today, gone tomorrow. Right? You guys all know examples of people who are famous for 15 minutes. Right? They're in the headlines because today because of the honor and kavod, and tomorrow there's some sort of scandal and they fall out of it. So it says Ramchal, a person should purify yourself from kavod, get rid of it, right? and only then you'll be able to continue climbing the ladder. Right? Get into the habit of uh, why am I thinking? Why am I doing this? What is this doing to me? What is the driving force behind my actions? Um, and think about, right, if it's coming from because you want to be known as a person who does this, or if it's really truly uh, emistic, right, if it's coming from a place of kavod, or if it's coming from a place of, uh, of your shemayim and evadash, avdiz, and, and evadash. Finally, bottom line, v'hinei kilalti, now, right, finally he recaps after four shirim of, of the 11th parak. The Ramchal writes the epilogue almost. Uh, he said we chose a couple of mitzvahs, a couple of eros uh, to speak about, but really rationalization and, and this crucial ability to pull yourself out of a situation and, and think about things from a third party, that applies to all halachos, all mitzvahs. Right? He chose a couple of examples because they have a lot of details and because a person is, has a strong desire for, to rationalize, etc. But, but he finishes off, and again, the, the Ramchal was almost, you can almost sense the personality. He's, he's a little bit uh, kind of, not amusing, but he says, listen, I realize that this is, a, this is a lot of effort. Not going to lie, but it takes a lot of effort to get to this point. Right? As we mentioned before, before we, after, I think after the eighth parak maybe, that this is a very high level, but it's still worth analyzing and still worth speaking about. And Ramchal himself says, this is a very high level, but it's not mission impossible. And I, it says Ramchal, I even think that if you start trying, it'll be easier than you thought. Right? It sounds like it's harder right, to get to this point, but he says over here, uh, you don't need as much effort as you think. Thinking about this, right, the fear almost, the, the imagining all of these levels that we've talked about until now and we're only halfway through the Sefer, right, is it harder than, than actually right, doing it, right? It'll be easier when, when, when you actually try and do it. So that's true in many areas of life. Right, by the way, just a person, uh, I don't know, you know, thinks it's impossible to stop smoking, and sure enough, right, you ask them a year later, and it wasn't as hard as they thought. Right, again, it requires a tremendous amount of effort, for sure, 100%, and Ramchal agrees. But a person can change, a person can accomplish, um, and you shouldn't shy away from it. Okay, uh, that's the end of the 11th parak. I realize the 12th parak is, is just two pages, but we'll, uh, we'll do, save that for next time, because this has been a while already, um, and then we will go weiter in the Sharon uh, next week. Have a great...
great, I guess, by you guys afternoon, evening. Not even sure anymore.